0: cliffcentral.com.
1: Let's uh, go to our Africa expert in African analysis. JJ Cornish is a journalist editor. He's an authoritative commentator on African affairs, and we're going to catch up with him now. This is brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School, and we're looking at what's going on on the African continent. So good morning to you, JJ. How are you, sir?
0: Bonjour to you. I'm exceedingly well. Any better, I would have to tell the cops. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, it's nice to see you. So tell us, JJ, what, what's um, what's the big news the, at the moment? What's going on in, in the continent that you're most interested in right now before we get into our, our looking at a specific country?
0: Well, I mean, we have uh, uh, the AstraZeneca uh, uh, fiasco. Uh, it's very interesting that South Africa, uh, I'm told from reliable sources, is trying to sell off the million doses that it bought. Mm -hmm. that it doesn't want to use for various reasons, not the blood clot reason. Uh, Good luck to them now. I don't think that it's the most marketable product uh, that they've had. Uh, And I think it runs out. it, It expires in about April. So they're going to have to, I don't know, sell it at a discount. It seems that we've made a loss on that one. But uh, uh, otherwise, uh, very interesting uh, elections around the place, Côte d'Ivoire and uh d'Ivoire, and, uh, C- I mean, uh, Central African Republic. Uh, g- generally, things are looking well. There was a very interesting story about the Benham bronze uh, sold for a, a record uh, amount at an auctioneer this is a bronze stole in the 18th century mm-hmm. uh, by colonialists or 19th century mm-hmm. and then brought uh owned by a, a jewish man who uh, took them out of germany when he fled the nazis uh, hid them he died uh, his son sold most of them and then left one saying we've i've got it in a bank vault but uh don't sell it unless there's another holocaust <laughs> Oh, and wow. uh, the, then the bank got hold of the family and said yo we're closing our vaults you know we're closing our safety deposit boxes yeah. you come and get what you own now and they went in and got this beautiful beautiful bronze but it just sort of you know that fantastic story between the uh uh people fleeing the genocide but then uh being complicit in a sense or buying stolen goods so that, uh, you know, before that, bronzes were going for a couple of thousand pounds uh, or, or even hundreds of pounds. Now, suddenly 10 million. Wow. The Nigerians, because this Benham bronze comes from there, are saying, hey, this just shows you this is stuff that was looted from us. It's our heritage. We want it back. And uh, so uh, uh, it's a story I've been following and will continue to follow. We'll talk about it every time something comes up. We have uh, uh, the weather turning a little, so more people taking a chance getting across uh, the Mediterranean. And we had a big drowning uh, last week again, very sad to say. Mm. So, uh, you know, not uh, so, looking for, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of instructed to look for good news. Right. And uh, it's, it's, Sometimes it's, it's difficult, difficult, you know. I sure. mean, uh, as a journalist, what do I give you, the good stories, the big stories, or look for the good stories? You know, you have to, it's a... It's mixing it up, leavening the loaf, always trying to find something positive, and then uh, in, in, in pushing for something positive, finding that you have to, uh,
1: you have to, uh, refer to miss the real. out on the big stuff. Yeah, but you, look, I mean, listen, this is one of the reasons we like doing this with you is because we, we don't just get the stories that are in the news, which are often bad news. That's the the nature of news. But we also get to find out about particular countries. And today we're doing a little bit of a spotlight on a country which – Um, I've always been fascinated by, because in some ways, uh, people have called it the most corrupt country in the whole world. It's a bit of a family business, really. It's run by Teodora Obiang Nguema and his family, and it's called Equatorial Guinea. And thanks to the, the, the Joburg Business School and you, otherwise we'd never find out about these places. So tell us about Equatorial Guinea. It's tiny, first of all, isn't it?
0: Well, here's a barroom uh, type uh, quiz you can do. You know, if you can win money in a bar with naming the seven dwarfs and stuff like this, <laughs> you ask how many Spanish speaking <laughs> countries are there in Africa?
1: <laughs>
0: and um, many people might say, well, yeah, they know of one somewhere, but the fact is, there are two there's Sahara, Western Sahara, which was a Spanish colony and is Spanish as Spanish as a national language, and Equatorial Guinea, the others. The, Sp- the Spaniards let go of Equatorial Guinea after 190 years of, of holding it. They were given it by the Portuguese, Right. Uh, and that was 68. Since then, they had Macias in uh, Guema, and then Teodoro in Guema. Now Teodoro took over uh, um, in uh, took over 40 years ago by killing his uncle Macias. <laughs> And the two of them, according to Human Rights Watch, are probably two of the most brutal and corrupt (laughs) dictators that Africa has the the misadventure to have uh, at the helm. The thing is, in the mid-90s, they found oil in Equatorial Guinea. Mm. So there we are. And this is the so-called curse of the resource. Look at Angola. Look at uh, Nigeria, Nigeria. the two countries that are bigger producers than uh, Equatorial Guinea. And none of them have Benefited, as it were, from the oil. So if, it's, if, it's gone into people. Look, look at the Dos Santos family, gone into their back sky, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, money. And in the, the same with Teodoro Obenanguema. There are people looking for him. His son was convicted in, uh, France recently That's of, right. you know, owning a number of houses and had, or had uh, stuff seized luxury motor car seems to be the big thing for and, them and, and didn't he, be in the oil industry didn't he also
1: he also owned some property in cape town at some point and they came after him for that as well didn't
0: they i remember something like that oh. i mean theodore Obeng and Gwema loomed large on the south african news radar when in uh, 1990 uh, in 2004 uh, uh, an old etonian named simon mann uh was in charge of a coup wasn't and, uh, wasn't Mark Thatcher compl- involved complicit- in that too? Mark Thatcher was part of the finance, uh, right? And he actually a He cheated, uh, took a plea bargain, and and was uh, convicted in South Africa of having financed that. Uh, you know, if if ever he ended up in Equatorial Guinea, uh, he would have had to, I don't know what, to, now, to stay out of jail.
1: They they had a famous we jail. They have a famous jail there called the Black Rock Jail, right?
0: Black Beach. Black, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Trail, yeah. Something yeah. like that. And, Black and- Beach Trail. It's a rotten, rotten joint. Yeah. <laughs> and a guy called Nick uh, DeToy, <laughs> who was waiting for his fellow mercenaries, uh, uh, he and eight others were arrested and held at Black Beach. <laughs> hmm. So it's one of those places, you know, when you buy a T-shirt saying, I was visiting and visiting there. The Black Beach one would get you the most respect. I think it's more, you know, if I, if I wanted to, to, uh, uh, prove my masculinity, I'd wear a Black Beach t-shirt ahead of my comrades marathon one any day of the week. But I mean, I shouldn't make jokes about, about that sort of thing. Simon Mann, Old Etonian, yes. leading 69 mercenaries. They are allowed to take off from Polokwani. Yes. They have a bird strike which brings the plane down, a 737 Boeing with 69 mercenaries aboard and a lot of military equipment. The Zimbabweans say, where are you going? So we're on our way to DRC to uh, uh, protect the diamond mines there. Mm. When they do some investigation, they find this not to be the case. Simon Mand ends up doing... Uh, three or four years in prison in Zimbabwe. Then he's extradited. He tries his level best to avoid extradition to Equatorial Guinea. One can understand why. <laughs> and uh, he serves less than two years of the 34-year sentence he got there. But there were South Africans, one of the eight who were there, died in detention. Yes. So it's a pretty rough country. Now, it's a uh, it's 1.4 million population the majority of whom live under the poverty line, even though they have oil. One of its neighbors, Gabon, which has the highest per capita income uh, in Africa, uh, the, the Equatorial Guinea claims to have the third. It probably does have, the, in terms of, uh, you know, once it, it evens out among all of them. But Obiang Nguema, uh, he's held office in the United, in uh, the African Union. Uh, you know, he's, he's not, uh, the African Union's supposed to, lower the boom on uh, the, uh, African countries that have abused human rights. Yeah. They don't seem to have done that to Teodoro Obinganguema. Uh, so it, it, it's very interesting. Human Rights Watch put him, uh, it, it, are, are absolutely scathing about him and the uncle that he killed to become president. Transparency International put him in something like 164 of 180 countries in terms of My ranking. God and uh, so they do call him you know among the very very most corrupt i mean the only ones more corrupt is something like syria and uh, venezuela and i think somalia beats him in in african terms but uh uh, 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 16 out of 100 in terms of its score on fighting corruption so it's 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 a it's an a, a, an abysmal country. There, it's a tiny little country. It has uh, the um, a, a, a little part on the mainland, but then there are five little islands, and the um, <laughs> island of Bata, the the, the largest city, is is, is uh, on one of those little islands. But why are we talking about Equatorial Guinea now? Is that last week a dynamite storage in a in a military uh, uh, installation hmm. blew up? Mm-hmm. Killing over 100 people. And here, the country with the third largest per capita income, the first thing Teodoro Nguema does is say, we need international help to start rebuilding. So, you know, whatever money they make from the uh, oil goes straight into bank accounts uh, around the world, not for the be- betterment of the uh, Guinean people, sadly. And uh, he's having to negotiate, uh, or before the elec- explosion even, having to negotiate uh, a loan from the IMF again. Something that a country as supposedly rich as Equatorial Guinea shouldn't have to do.
1: But but you, so you mentioned how rich they are in terms of their per capita, you know, per person kind of GDP spread across the whole population. The fact is though that Teodoro Obiang Nguema takes most of that, and clearly his son as well. Now, what kind of a person is he? Do we know much about him? I mean, apart from the fact that he murdered his uncle and his son's going to jail and, you know, he doesn't sound like a very savory character. Uh, how old is he? How, how long do you think he still has there? And, and is there a plan to, to replace him with anyone? I mean, are there constant coups no, like 40, in so many other countries?
0: No, no coups. 40 years in power, the longest serving African leader. Isn't that amazing that we sure. can on this continent people who sat in the, at the helm for that long? Uh, but they have uh, uh, visions within the family. They're trying, they were, a brother in law is now on trial or, or having his goods seized in Spain. Mm. Uh, they have uh, the, the guy who tried for the coup uh, in, 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 in 94. Uh, he uh, uh, was, uh, so they have exile groups are planning to, uh, to, were trying to take over, but uh, none of them have have managed. So uh, Teodoro Obiang hangs on. His son, (laughs) the guy with his fleet of luxury cars and houses all over uh, Europe, he is the vice president. So assuming uh, that the uh, Obiang family, his Teodorin Uh. Obiang that family are going to Continue in power, uh, you know, as, for a long, as long time. As, so they don't even have to
1: change yeah. the they don't even have to change the initials on his cars or suitcases. It's still Teodoro. They just add an i n e at the end.
0: There we go. Yes, Unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So so JJ, I don't know, it would be like Yves Saint Laurent getting a, a, a naming a, a daughter or a son with the same initials, right? <laughs> Oh, or, or Hermes, or, yeah, or Louis right. Vuitton, nice. naming Louis Vuitton <laughs> as your
1: successor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did, what eventually happened to Mark Thatcher and Simon Mann? Because they tried to take it over. I mean, you would think it was a country ripe for the the picking if you were a mercenary, and they obviously did. That's why they they took 60-odd people over there, and they thought that would be enough. So... They were, they were, they were very. Well, um, Simon Man is being
0: pursued by by a, a lot of people, a lot of the mercenaries. Yeah, uh, and I don't know, you know, if I'd sleep soundly if I was being pursued. He lives somewhere in the New Forest now. Mm. Uh, he must be seventy years old by now, Simon Man. Wow. Uh, yeah, something like that, or very close to that. Mm. Uh, and uh, he, he start, was one of the people that started Executive Outcomes here in South Africa, right. or the mercenary group. I remember running a half marathon sponsored by Executive Outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> a group of mercenaries sponsoring a, a half marathon in Pretoria. That's what drew it to my attention and I started writing stories about them thereafter. There was, uh, I can't remember the name of their commander, an interesting guy. He had one. One of those interesting individuals look at you and you wonder why it seems so strange. He's got one green eye, one blue eye. Oh wow! Looking at you, mm-hmm. <laughs> wearing these handmade cowboy boots, sure. and 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 trying to persuade you that they were doing, you know, doing good. He was the Simon Mann had a, 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 a litany of uh, operations. He paid a lot of money out of Angola. Angola uh, hired him. He he lost a lot of reputation with an operation, the Sandline International, that he bought after Executive Outcomes folded, uh, and and that had some unfortunate business in Papua New Guinea. So he oh. is uh, evading uh, uh, the uh, mercenaries uh, somewhere in the New Forest uh, because they were saying you you've got to help us, and in jail uh, he, he kept apart from them. So nobody knows, uh, you know, what's going to happen to these people who would have lost a lot of money and and, and health in Black Beach prison.
1: Unbelievable. Well, JJ, I mean, listen, we didn't know a damn thing about Equatorial Guinea compared to what we know now. And I I remember the funny story that I have about Equatorial Guinea is that uh, Mabali, who used to be on the show with us, You know, she was an attractive young woman. She got a friend request from someone purporting to be Teodoro Obiang Guema on Facebook. (laughs) We still don't know. It might have been the real one. We don't know.
0: Well, I I would say no harm in in getting hold of them on social media. But don't go and book a ticket there. I mean, I I got a, a visa after an enormous battle to get to Equatorial Guinea. And uh, my uh, principals at the time, past colonial principals, said, Oh no, no, we can't afford to send you this.
1: they've
0: done that all again and again, you know, every time I got in with the with the French uh, forces hiking in Mali, one journalist to be embedded there. Mm-hmm. I was over the moon and it took me months to get it and they said, No, 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 it's gonna cost too much. So uh, you know, I was hamstrung by them again and again. And I'm sorry I didn't get to Ecuador, Guinea, at the time of that trial. It would have been very, very interesting.
1: Well, it's always interesting hearing your take on these things, and we're delighted to have uh, African analysis with you every week because there's never a dull moment. J.J. Cornish, and this is brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. It's good to see you, J.J. Thanks so much.
0: Cliffcentral.com.